Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. It all massively helps out. And let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from a throwaway account titled, My female friend brought a guy to my house while I was on vacation without my permission. And I think they had sex in my bed. We are both women in our early 20s. Here's what happened. Last month, my family and I went on vacation and asked this friend to water my plants while I was gone. For context, I live with my parents. She was my best friend of 12 years who I trusted deeply and my parents trust her too, which is why I felt comfortable giving her access to the house. She would only have to come once and she agreed to that. The day she stopped by, I asked her to video call me so I could explain how to get into the house and explain which plants to water and how to water them. Everything seemed to go well. When I got home from my vacation, I noticed something weird about my bed. I noticed the bed had been remade and my pillows had been rearranged. My blankets, sheets and pillows smelled like male perfume and I noticed there were short black hairs on my pillow. It seemed like a man had been in my bed. I felt deeply uncomfortable but wasn't able to wash the sheets before bed as I had just come home from the airport after a day of travel. It was late at night and I was exhausted. I slept in my bed as it was, feeling disgusted and violated to be surrounded by the smell of an unknown man. I was suspicious of her because she was one of the only people who had been in my house while the family was away. I also knew she was casually dating slash sleeping with a guy who happens to have short black hair. And she had mentioned to me a couple of weeks prior to that that they sometimes had trouble finding a time slash place to have sex because she still lives with her parents. So well, there was a possibility they could have taken advantage of my space for that. I didn't think she would do that to me though. The only other people that had access to the house were two of my brother's female friends who were visiting from out of town and needed a place to stay. Long story short, I don't think they're lying so I'm not focusing on them. A few days later, I text my friend explaining what I saw and asked her what happened. She admitted that she brought the guy she'd been casually dating with her when she came over and had him wait in my room while she watered the plants. Apparently, he went to sit on my bed and he kind of jumped on it and messed up the blankets and pillows which was why they remade the bed. I didn't believe this. How hard did he jump onto my bed that it had to be remade? How did the smell get through the blankets and into my sheets? That's like four layers of fabric. If he only sat on it, how did he get hair on my pillow if he didn't put his head down on it? I told her that her story seemed inconsistent with what I saw and that it seemed like a man had been in my bed. I didn't accuse her outright of having sex in my bed at any point during the conversation and that I felt disgusted, violated, and betrayed. She apologized and assured me again that nothing else happened. 
I told her I appreciated her apology, but that I didn't believe her and explained why in a long paragraph. She left me on red and hasn't talked to me since. She also removed me from her close friends list on social media, which is a big deal coming from her. It's been three weeks. I'm sad about the situation because this was a very close friend and I don't want to lose her. At the same time, I am hurt she didn't ask me for permission to bring him over and let him in my room. Hid him from me over video call, didn't tell me about it until I asked her, and that she's probably lying about what really happened to my bed. I'm not sure where to go from here. I want to reach out because I miss her and don't want to lose her, but part of me thinks fuck it. I sent the last message. If she wants to fix our relationship, then she should message me. Advice? And we're going to start off with successful Sky who says, nope, not happening. She let a stranger in your home and fucked in your bed. She's only mad because you called her out on it. People hate being called out when they are in the wrong. Personally, I would say fuck it and move on from her. Rig says, totally disrespected you by having a stranger in your house. She is pissed because she got caught and they did have sex in the bed as perfume does not get everywhere by just sitting on the bed. Tell all mutual friends what she did to head off her lies to the friends. Pato says, nope, cut her. She had sex in your bed and left residue. Even if that's not true and she's telling the truth, she brought a man, a stranger, into your home and he sat on your bed and left body residue on it. Still wrong. Bitch, bye. Next time, get a cheap camera to install in your house to make sure your sitter enters and leaves appropriately. Now, I was on the fence about doing this to have someone feed our cat while we were away, but now I'm doing it. People are nasty. Serene says people in their 20s do dumb shit and this is one of those common things. I'd say forgive her if she had come clean about it initially, apologized and changed your sheets, but she lied and continues to lie. This demonstrates clearly what kind of person she is, what kind of friend she is and will continue to be. Leave her be until she comes back and makes it right, apologizes with words and demonstrates true remorse in action. If you ask her back, you're asking to be taken for granted and disrespected again. Let her go. Evil Flinch says you are friends since you were teenagers. People change if they grow up. Their priorities changes, their values. Often you don't want to see it as a friend and hang on the good old times. All the years you spend together and what you experience, but you should always ask if this person is a good friend now and if you match now. Your friend broke your trust and the trust of your parents. First, she brought someone in your home without your permission. Then she brought him into your room and did an absolute no-go in your bed. To think that she didn't even change your sheets and so she wanted you to sleep in their body fluids. And instead of owning this shit, she lied and lied. She clearly showed you that fucking this man was more important than your friendship. I also hope that she didn't make a duplicate of the key and use your place as a sex nest when she knows that nobody is home. And one more from me myself who says this is a dumb thing to lose a 12-year friendship over. She shouldn't have done it. She should have washed your sheets. She should have told you the truth, but you should let it go. Don't ask her to house sit or water plants again, but you can still be friends. Life is short. Close friendships are hard to come by. So then OP goes on to update the post, which says there have been some new developments to the situation and I'm now realizing that I really messed up. You can read my previous post for the full backstory, but here's a summary. I gave my friend access to my house while I was on vacation so she could water my plants. When I came home, there were signs that a man had been in my bed. 
Based on things she had told me previously, I had some suspicions that she had brought the guy she was casually dating to my house and had sex in my bed without my permission. I texted her asking what happened. I didn't accuse her outright of having sex in my bed, but I mentioned that it seemed like someone had let a man into my bed. She admitted she had brought the guy over and had let him in my room, but denied he had ever gotten into my bed. I said I didn't believe her and doubled down when she insisted that she was telling the truth. She ended the conversation by leaving me on red, and we haven't talked in several weeks. She removed me from her close friends list on social media and seems to be shutting me out. Here are the new developments. I mentioned briefly in my last post that, aside from my friend, the only other people who had access to my house were two of my brother's female friends who were using the area from out of town and were given permission to stay overnight in our empty house. Up until this point, I'd been pretty convinced they had nothing to do with this. Well, I found out yesterday that they had brought a guy with them. I think he was the one who slept in my bed. No one told me this until now. I'd been told that there had been no men with them and that no one had been given permission to sleep in my room. And I believed that. I guess I shouldn't have. Anyway, I now realize that I messed up with my friend and I think she might be telling the truth. Now that I have the full picture... I think she stopped responding because she's probably sick of me accusing her of letting a guy in my bed and not believing her. Of course, I still think it was wrong for her to bring a stranger to my house, let him in my room and hide it from me, but she owned up to it and apologized for it during our last conversation. I've decided I'm willing to forgive her for that because she seemed genuinely apologetic. How do I fix this? I really messed up. She's my best friend of 12 years and I'm devastated that I might have ruined our friendship over this. I feel like an idiot. I think I should reach out, but what should I say? Edit. Okay, fine. Maybe this information isn't exactly proof that she is innocent. Even if she did not use my bed for sex, she still brought a stranger over, left him unattended in my room, and hid the whole thing from me. I guess my new question is about whether I should accept her apology. What would it take for you to forgive a friend for this, or would you not forgive them at all? I don't know. I still wouldn't feel totally comfortable with this. The post says she still brought a man over into your room, into your space. If I found out that someone had brought a stranger into my room and was sat there on my bed doing whatever, I certainly wouldn't be comfortable with that and be asking more questions. And it comes down to trust. Relationships, friendships, wife, husband, whatever, are built on trust. And I would certainly lose some trust towards that person because she tried to hide that fact from you i'm not sure i'd always look at them the same way again but what do you guys make of this one how would you react let us know down in the comments below if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. 
specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello. And our next story comes from MacBook Couch, who says, sat down on my friend's MacBook and broke it. Offered to pay her the money for it, but now she wants more because she was upgrading anyway. So it's this or she will sue me in small claims court. I had some of my friends over at my house and one of my friends invited one of her other friends to come over. She had her MacBook on my couch when I sat on it and broke it. Since it was completely my fault, I offered to pay her the money for it and she agreed. She got it three years ago and it cost $2,200 at the time. I told her I'd wire the money in a week to her bank account. She's now emailed me saying that as per our conversation, she's expecting the $2,700 that I have agreed for. I didn't know why she added the extra money, so I got a number from my friend and called her to find her telling me she's now expecting me to pay for her new upgraded MacBook since she was upgrading anyway. She said if I don't agree to that, She said if I don't agree to do that, she'd be suing me in small claims court. Can a judge agree to that? Should I wire her the $2,200 or should I just tell her to go sue me? Location is California. And this one has got an update as well and it was on the legal advice subreddit, which, you know, is out of my league, but I'm curious where it's going to go. So we're going to cover some comments first then go to that update. So... Dina says, you don't pay either of those amounts. You pay the depreciated value of the MacBook as the date your butt sat on it and not a dime more. If she wants to upgrade, she can pay for that upgrade. And if she wants to sue, good luck to her. No judge is going to award her more than the MacBook was currently worth. Hugo Pan says, you're pretty nice to be given a 2,200 anyway. If she sued, she would likely only be entitled to the value of the computer at the time it was broken, not how much she paid for it three years ago. She's absolutely not entitled to $2,700 just because she wants something nicer. Biffling says, hold up. Is your ass made of molten lava and melted the computer? Did you do a 360 windmill body slam on it and obliterated all the working components? Was there an antimatter imprint on your pants that annihilated the MacBook? Or did you just crack the screen? Replacing a cracked screen is significantly cheaper than replacing an entire computer. You should first figure out what exactly is wrong with it before you start forking out this sort of money. Also, stop associating with this friend. And one more comment from R131313 who says, I would suggest that you probably don't even owe her the cost to replace the laptop, but rather the cost to repair it. Think of it this way. If you run into someone's car and cause somebody damage, the insurance company does not replace the vehicle, but instead they pay to repair it. Only if the car was totaled would it be replaced. A laptop screen, though expensive, is much cheaper than a new unit. Your obligation is only to put her back into position she was in before the incident. No more and no less. If you know the model of the laptop, talk to Apple and find out the cost to replace the screen. Offer her that much and no more. If she wants to take you to court and you have a quote for the screen, I can't see a judge forcing you to pay even the adjusted replacement cost for something that could easily be repaired. 
Also, I'm not sure if it would be covered, but it couldn't hurt to talk to your homeowner slash renter's insurance company to see if your police would cover like an incident, assuming you have insurance. So Opie comes in with an update on this one, which says, I went through every single comment from the 200 plus ones and I sincerely thank each and every one of you. I did some research specifically for repairing the screen for the MacBook and for her particular model. It's around 310 for the screen plus labor costs. So I wrote back saying that since she didn't accept my initial offer of 2,200, I'm withdrawing that offer and offering to pay for the repair cost. She sent me an email calling me a bitch and that she's going to take me to court. I got served a few days later and went to court. I told the judge I gave her three options to choose from. One, either to write her a check for a brand new one which cost $2,200. Two, get her a refurbished one from Apple or a third party or even used which would be around $1,400. Or three, since the screen is the only thing affected here and it would cost around $300 plus money for labor. I printed out the email I sent her and the mail she sent back refusing demanding the $2,700 and calling me a bitch and saying we'd go to court plus screenshots for the price quotes from different websites for a new slash refurbished and the screen fix for a particular model and gave it to the judge. I also told him when I offered at the very beginning to get her a new one from the Apple store and she said no, I want the money in cash. When I told her I'd give her $2,200 for a new one, she said okay but later came asking for $2,700 because she wants to upgrade. I tried to show him how it's clearly visible that she's trying to take advantage of me. She gave the judge an attitude almost the whole time which really pissed the judge off and helped my case I guess. After listening to both of us, he ruled I pay 50% of the repair cost since she negligently left her laptop on the couch. So I'll only be paying not more than $200 to $250 for the whole thing. If it weren't for you guys, I would have paid $2,200 instead of around $200. And I honestly loved her look at the end as we walked out. Damn, man. So OP was insanely generous to offer that $2,200. But just a, a mistake. And she still wasn't having it and wanted the money for an upgrade. Absolutely crazy. You know, there's a part of me where I know it's because I read way too many Reddit stories that's thinking... Did she do that on purpose? <laughs> Did she put that laptop on the sofa as you went to sit down or something? You know, I know that's an absolutely crazy theory, but at the same time, it probably wouldn't surprise me either if something like that did happen. And we're going to finish off with one more story from OKDisc5109, who says, Am I the arsehole for telling my girlfriend the way she talks about her car is weird and embarrassing? I've 25, been dating my girlfriend 23 for about nine months now. When she turned 21, her parents gave her a car and she decided to name it Angie. I learned all of this on our first date. When she said, Angie took me here, I thought it was odd but let it slide. Throughout our relationship, she always talked about her car if she's talking about another person. When she got a flat tire on the highway a few months back, she called me and said that Angie's shoe broke and has to get a new one. When she goes to the car wash, she describes it as giving Angie a bath. This all came to a head this weekend when me and my friends went out drinking and my girlfriend offered to be the designated driver. We were out for a couple of hours and I admittedly got a bit too drunk. When my girlfriend came to pick us up, she said she's stopping at the gas station first to get Angie something to drink. This is where I may be the asshole. I told her I think it's weird and embarrassing of her to talk about a car like that. It's a machine, not a pet or a kid and that she should treat it like how a normal person would treat any machine. She got very quiet and refused to say anything for the rest of the drive home. She dropped off my friends and then drove to my apartment. 
I asked her why we weren't going back to hers and she said she needed some time to think and told me to get out. She's been radio silent since then and I'm starting to think I did something wrong. Am I the arsehole for what I said? And we'll start off with Crosshair Queen who says everyone sucks here. You were kind of rude but geez, the shoe and drink parts were kind of crazy. You two are mostly just not compatible though. Past the popcorn says I asked Sasha since she's my car and would have a better perspective on this. She said you're the arsehole. Sasha also said cars need gas because they are hungry, not thirsty. She thought it was important for everyone to know. <laughs> Lizzie says you're the arsehole. Geez, just let your girlfriend enjoy her relationship with Angie. You jealous? How is she hurting anyone by being a bit silly when referring to her car? Yes, Jay says there are always people who treat their environment differently to you. Either respect them and leave them to their perfectly acceptable choices or shut the fuck up. Everyone has quirks and part of being a relationship is accepting and even loving those odd little behaviors and foibles. Trying to embarrass someone, anyone, in front of our friends is something no one should consider acceptable, however. It's just bullying and it tells me she's definitely better off without you. If one of my friends did something like that to someone, I'd reconsider our friendship too. Being drunk is no excuse. Get a handle on yourself and apologize to her and Angie as publicly as you called her out. It doesn't mean she'll forgive you, but you might have some hope of becoming a decent human being. Yes, we cried when our first little van died. We still have his number plate on the wall. It's a natural human behavior to anthropomorphize the objects we form relationships with. A bad workman blames his tools. A good workman names them. You're the arsehole. Asking Alice says, just to clarify, your girlfriend supported you going out drinking with your friends. She was driving your drunk asses home. She didn't ask for gas money when stopping at a gas station. And to thank her for all these wonderful things, you called her weird in front of your friends and said she shouldn't do what makes her happy. You're a dumped asshole. And one more from Glitter Sparkle Divine who says people name their cars and treat them as more than machines all the time. And cars can absolutely have personalities too. When we were dating, my now husband named his car. I can never remember her name, but I think I blocked it out and jokingly called her his first love. Being a sarcastic smartass, I teased him about it, and because of that, I swear the car hated me. The passenger side door would never open for me, but no one else ever had trouble with it. I came to hate her too, and may have cheered a little bit when she finally died on July 4th, which may or may not have anything to do with me picking that date for our wedding, a couple of years after we started dating. So what if your girlfriend is a little quirky? Why does it matter? It's not hurting anyone. You're the arsehole. Edit, Lucille. The car's name was Lucille. Wasn't there that film where a car gets particularly jealous of someone? Christine? Was it Christine? You guys have to let me know on that one. I'm pretty sure I'm probably messed up the name there. Red car, I think it was. I remember seeing it once a couple of years back. Absolutely wild one. <laughs> but what do you guys make of this one? Do you have a name for your own car? You think this is weird? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, support, and time, not just to me, but towards the stories and towards one another, means the absolute world to me. So, thank you so much for being involved. And hopefully, I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. And much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and Brush my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my 
wake up. I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Yum, yum, yum. Let's go. See the sun shining from the windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know that today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 